Welcome to Barbecue 321, Episode 2. And we have double the fun with interview today with Kyle Matashevsky and Justin Kofini, two parts of the Super Team YSB Barbecue. Catch up with them and talk about their time at American Royal and being part of the Barbecue USA TV show that was filming at American Royal. And also get some top tips and gear lists and hear a little bit about how they got into competitive barbecue and then how they formed the YSB Super Team. Really fun talking with these guys and getting some of their barbecue competition knowledge. And hope you enjoy it. Episode 2. Barbecue. 3, 2, 1. Barbecue. 3, 2, 1. Hey, Kyle and Justin, thanks for being on the show. Absolutely. Yes. You guys are in the premiere episode of Season 2 of Barbecue USA, The American Royal. Nice. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your experience with barbecue USA from the casting, the shooting, you know, everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was awesome, man. Like, uh, the guys showed up, they, the, the crew showed up, threw out some lights and gave us some, uh, gave us some cameras to use in the trailer. Um, and they kind of, it was real professional. They had us lined up ready to roll and they said, you know, Michael's going to be here like five, five thirty in the morning. So don't party too much. And, uh, we, we had, yeah, because we ended up we ended up taking uh, fourth place overall in the Invitational the night before, so it was of course it's a party night, but you know we all got ready for Michael Simon. Man, everybody was awesome. They let us do our thing. It wasn't like there was a bunch of cameras everywhere, you know, getting in everybody's way. And the coolest part was like meeting Michael Simon, of course, but and like learning like he's very 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 down to earth. Like he's a very cool dude. He's been in the trenches. He's like he's one of us literally. So it was a great experience. Yeah, I I, I echo everything that, that Kyle had said. Um, I did happen to find out that Michael was from Cleveland, which was a little bit of a disappointment considering I'm from Pittsburgh. Uh, so Michael and I kind of had a back and forth um, with our football team choices. But uh, other than that, no, it was great, man. Um, cooking and, and just genuinely seeing – how interested he was and the crew was with what we do. Um, it was awesome. Great. Great. I mean, what, you know, having the film crew there, was it an added stress? I mean, did it affect your cook? No, I don't think it affected the cook, but it was like, you know, I just, I don't know. I thought it was, they weren't in our way or anything, but I think they got like everything, like our whole process. And, you know, if, you know, the chicken wasn't coming up to temperature or whatever the case may be. And I might've said something and then, you know, the, they can hear through my microphone and they'll, they'll pan the camera over and start watching me and Hey, is everything okay over there? Everything's fine. <laughs> everything's fine. But that was awesome. Yeah. I don't, I, I feel, again, I feel the same. I thought it was great. Um, one thing about having cameras on you the whole time you feel a little hot under the gun you're trying to stay focused on what you're about to do you're about to try to cook the best barbecue you could cook literally in the middle of a, basically a parking lot now you have cameras on you watching everything you do um so i would say it adds a little bit of stress to the situation but it was also kind of fun to show the world what it is we do in this competitive arena you know, Absolutely. I 
it, it, you cook barbecue in your backyard. Nobody really cares. Everybody's drinking and swimming in your pool. But when you cook barbecue in the arena like the American Royal, it's it's kind of fun to show what it is you're doing to everybody. Yeah, and what you actually do on the weekends. I'm going to a yes. barbecue contest. It's not some just some hillbilly sport, but yeah, yeah. it really sh- it's an eye opener. It shows people yeah. what we're doing, what are you actually doing. Let's back up a little bit and talk about your beginnings and your entry into the barbecue competition world. Yeah, uh, you know, and and Kyle, you can start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, my entry was, you know, I played uh, I played football in high school, and I was pretty big, big time into it. And uh, I had a couple D1 offers to play at different colleges. And uh, the la- crazy, but the last play of the last game, um, I tore my ACL. And all my scholarships, everything went away. And uh, so, you know, I still ha- had this competitive edge. And my dad was always the cook of the family. He cooked everything. He always cooked. So as I got my uh, ACL replaced during the recovery time, my dad stayed with me at my house we found a show called barbecue Pitmasters, and we, you know, we were hooked and this is something he loved to do. He loved cooking, you know? And so I bought him a smoker for Christmas and we went out there and we, every weekend we were cooking, 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 cooking. And I slowly started said, okay. So I Googled literally everything there was about barbecue. Then we found a contest that was close to Phoenix or it was close to my house about 45 minutes away. And uh, I said, screw it. Let's, let's sign up. Let's go try it. So we go and do it. There's 127 teams there. First contest ever. And there's all these badass rigs everywhere. And so, you know, we kind of just did our thing, had fun, met a lot of people. And uh, we came out of there with seventh place chicken overall. And, you know, we got smoked in every category, but seventh place chicken, you know, my dad and I got to walk the stage. And that, right at that moment, we knew we were hooked. That was it. That was it for us. So ever since then, yeah, we've been competing probably two, three, four times a month ever since then. Wow. Everybody who gets that walk gets the cheering and everything else. I mean, you're, yeah. you're, you're pulled in. It's great. Yeah. What about you, Justin? My background's kind of a little bit different. I wasn't into football, obviously, because I'm small. Uh, but, I was a, <laughs> <laughs> but I was a drummer in a band for a lot of years. So my life did change when I stopped playing in the band. And I kind of was searching for something to do. My wife and I, we happened upon a barbecue contest here in Arizona, and she's like, hey, let's go. So we went and we walked around. I met everybody and just talked to people, and it just, barbecue was new to me, but not cooking. But once I met all the people at this competition and how nice everybody was and willing to talk about what they do and share, I was like, oh, the heck with it. I want to give this a shot. So went and I bought a smoker. It was a crappy smoker and i made some horrible barbecue for a while um but as kyle said once you get that one call that's it i got one call i got a third place pork um and that's it i was hooked and then you just start diving into trying to learn everything you can about this sport and cooking barbecue how did you meet up like when did when did the first collaboration happen Uh, you know there's a big group of us at these contests and everybody's usually local at Arizona and we'll all kind of intermix. We have Thursday night happy hours and we all kind of intermix. So I think it was like one of those times is when we first met. Yep. Um, but that was like when we were both brand new, him and I were still, you know, he was doing his thing and I was doing my thing. We were brand new. Um, COVID happened. So yes. during COVID there was no barbecue con. There was no contest. Everything was shut down. 
except so in we, Texas. Well, yeah. So <laughs> as as things were slowly kind of opening back up again, I got a call from Sterling Smith from Luton Booty Barbecue, and he said, "Hey, let's team up and go cook a contest in Texas called Humble Humble in Humble Texas. It's the Humble Cook Off Rodeo or something like that." And there's like, uh, it's close to 200 teams. And he says, I'm going to call Justin. He's like, you're going to cook ribs. Justin's going to cook the brisket. I'm going to cook the chicken. And then we'll all collab on the pork. It'll be fun. We all get to hang out. There's nothing to do here. We'll just call it YSB Barbecue. You know, you're behind Steel City, Loot and Booty Barbecue. So I said, cool. Yeah, I'm good. So, of course, Justin... He doesn't like riding in the truck a lot. So <laughs> so Justin flies into the contest. It's a 17-hour drive to get there. Um, yeah, so, you know, it was, it was, you know, it was cool kind of how it happened is because, you know, like everybody has a single meet. And instead of like you as your own team, you have four meets you got to turn in. So us collabing together, we were all concentrating on one meet. So it was like real laid back. Just concentrate on one thing. But the thing was, too, is we're all really good friends. And whatever one of us brings the team down, you're going to hear about it until we cook again, you know, or compete again. Yeah. So that was that was in my head thinking, oh, I'm not going to be that guy. We're so, still one team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still one team. Yeah, but we're all kind of collabing. And, you know, next thing I know, bam, we got third place overall out of 200 teams. And we all kind of looked at each other like, huh, like we're I think we're on to something. Yeah, so, like super, yeah, superpowers, like superheroes unite. Exactly, yeah. So, And, you know, everything's still shut down out here, so we slowly just started traveling around the country, going to these contests, cooking this YSB barbecue. You know, our good friend Sterling, we call him Smitty. You know, Smitty is now, he's tearing it up with his team, Loot and Booty, which is him and his wife. And, I mean, Jesus, he just took fourth in the world in the World Food Championship. So he's got to do it his thing. Kyle and I, as you're behind barbecue, we're doing our thing now. And then, you know what? Whenever we feel like it, we'll just go out as YSB again. So, yeah. you know, it's Super always there. Unite. For, yeah. Exactly. It's always there for us to go back to. What do you guys do for day jobs? Because, Kyle, you just said before you got on, like, oh, I just got off work. Yeah. I mean, you, have, yeah. <laughs> you have day jobs? I Because mean, yes. some people don't. Some of these guys yeah. don't. Like, they, they're doing no. it all, which it blows my mind. They can you know, sustain. Yeah, you know, I think maybe some, some of them got to have a sugar mama. Cause I mean, it's twelve fifteen hundred dollars a contest. <laughs> literally. Yeah. 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 No, um, I know Well, the cost to get into it that, you know, obviously the time commitment. Yeah. The, well, the, the, the cool thing for me is, uh, I've been at, I work at Honeywell aerospace. So we test airplane engines pretty much. And since COVID happened, They've been pushing for four tens. So they want you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday you're off. So you got Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. So that really helped me. You know, I COVID sucked, but you know, that really helped me because I had three day weekends. Now it's like let's go compete. The beautiful thing for me is my job is <laughs> my job is on the phone. So I talk on nice. the phone. <laughs> uh I, I have a staff that's across the entire country, so I'm always on conference calls. Hence, my nickname is Conference Call Kofidi. Because correct. The, <laughs> at the times I do get into the uh, truck and drive with these guys, I'm usually on a call. Um, yeah. And I'm, I, you know, I believe me, I uh, I recognize I'm incredibly lucky that I could do my job from anywhere. 
because honestly, it is, I don't, it would be tough. Like I, I, you know, being gone on the weekends and driving to all these competitions, if I had a nine to five that I had to show up to every day, I don't, I don't know that we would have been able to do, or at least I would not have been able to do what I can do. Let's talk about gear. Uh, you know, what is your current arsenal of gear? And it, it could be individual <laughs> or like, what, what are you guys using? Go ahead. Uh, hit him, All right. So obviously I use gateway drums when I compete. However, I also use, I have a Jambo, um, a Jambo enclosed uh, that I love. Uh, I have competed on that several times and I actually have a couple RGCs on that uh, Jambo. Uh, but for ease of transportation, my go-to right now are gateway drums, yeah. the drum smokers. Why was Kyle giving you a hard time? You hard time? <laughs> <laughs> uh, because the Jambo in the barbecue world, the Jambo is kind of like the Cadillac of, you know, that's the old man in his Corvette. Yeah, they have a Jambo. So, yeah. you know, it's just, they, <laughs> I'm not going to go into they, they bust my balls all the time. They bust my balls because I fly in the contests. Um, I, I, I have a Jambo. Uh, I'm on conference calls all the time. They tell me I'm too important. Um, and I have a nickname that I don't know if I want to bring it up on this show. But uh, let's just say my nickname is BPC. And uh, I try to live up to that. That's, That's Big Papa. Big Papa Kofini. <laughs> big Papa Kofini. Nice. <laughs> so, Honestly, for the past two years, I've really, I've only really competed on drums. You know, they're just so easy. You throw them in the back of a truck and go. Um, and, you know, I have to have Kyle. He drives my stuff everywhere, <laughs> sets my stuff up. I fly in. It's just, it's just, yeah, I want it, I want it to be a little easier for him. This is so a big I'll... Papa Kofini life. <laughs> wow. Fly wow. in, everything's set up. Yeah. Everything's polished up. Everything's yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have to yeah. do nothing. <laughs> Wow. I, just I want your job. Yeah. I wish that was true, but unfortunately, it is not true as much as he tries to make it sound like it is. <laughs> are you using, are so, Kyle, what about you? Are you using uh, the drums as well? Yeah, I got uh, four Hunsaker drums. And yeah, that's what I use a lot Fogo charcoal. And uh, we got a competition trailer we use. That's the one, you know, I'm usually driving. So, yeah. and I ain't putting a jambo in there. <laughs> and so we throw all the uh, we throw all the drums in there. The charcoal is that a choice or is that like branding thing? Are you trying different charcoals all the time in woods? Yeah, when we first started, we used to like a lot of you know we didn't know what we were doing, so a lot of briquettes and stuff like that. Um, I was always on a mission to find like hot burning charcoal, and you know I wanted something to burn you know hot long, and I found Fogo charcoal and. We, I've been using that ever since, and you know those guys sponsor me obviously now, um, so they get me all the charcoal I need. They take care of all that. So I just wanted, I just wanted something really, you know, that's clean because briquettes they have a lot of fillers in them, so it's not really charcoal. It technically is, but it's it's got a lot of fillers in it. You don't know what kind of fillers are usually in that, but uh, yeah, the Fogo's straight lump charcoal, burn that in the drums, hot and fast. So your guys' rubs and sauces are they all custom, or are you guys using oh, that? It's, it's all custom. So yep. we we you know I slowly started getting pretty big in this uh, SCA uh, circuit. It's a state cookoff association circuit. It's kind of like KCBS because you know we don't really have a whole lot of contests out here. 
um, compared to like Kansas City and everywhere, you know, out there. Um, so the state cook-off things got pretty well. And they have ancillaries, which is all the side categories, kind of like Memphis and May. And uh, we, we created this rub. It's a green chili bacon rub. I was using this rub on all my ancillaries, you know, giving this give judges something so different that they've never had that they're like, whoa, like, what is that? Justin and I were talking and then Sterling, of course, he has a uh, rub line that's out, a whole rub line, sauce line. He's got all that. So Justin, I kind of talked to him about it. He's like, dude, you guys need to bottle that and come out with it. I think one of the scariest things for us was um, we found a co-packer. They bottled it for us. And, you know, they were shipping me a pallet of a thousand bottles. Yeah. And, you know, I get I get in my head and I'm just thinking, damn, like I telling Justin, I'm like, dude, like this is either going to sell or you and I are going to have green, green chili bacon rub for the rest of our lives that we can, we are not going to be. Able, what are we going to do with it? Yeah, exactly. So that, that was that was a scary moment, man. It was, you know, and, you know, nobody's ever heard of that green chili bacon rub. Because the thing is, is we didn't want to, we wanted to be different. We didn't want to come out with, everybody's got a pork rub, a beef rub, a steak rub, a, you know, everybody has that. Nobody has a green chili bacon rub. And, and, and so, and, yeah, how's it doing? No, nah, it's, dude, we sold out within probably three days. We sold out of all those bottles. That's awesome. So we had that. Then we came out with a Chipotle mango rub. And then we have a Arizona Cajun rub. Yep. So, um, those are our rubs right now. We got a couple more in the works that are close. And you sell them, uh, you're, you're behind? Yes, or, you're behind barbecue.com. There's a lot of retailers that have them. Um, you can see all the retailers and everything that carries them on our website. So we're in about close to like 42 locations. That's great. So that, that helps a little bit on the uh, the entry fees when you're going. Yes. To uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, actually, you know, that. All that, we're basically just kind of starting the business to where, like, hey, that money pays for the next rub that yeah. we want to come out with. Right. Pays for the yeah, next rub we want to come out with. Just, you know, we don't – as long as it's paying for rubs, we're good. And then, you know, later in the life when it's a billion-dollar company, we'll figure it out. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, well, yeah, sticking with gear real quick, what are some essential pieces, like, you would tell a beginner? Like, someone who's just starting out, not the Jambo for the big – No, company. not the Jambo, but – I mean, for me, I, I think the drum, a hundred hands down, the drum. It's easy to transport. Whether you do gateway or Hunsaker, uh, I think it's easy to transport. Um, it's easy to learn how to use it. Um, it you've got to have that. Um, I would stay away from the Home Depot style, real cheap thin cookers. Uh, I think once you get a drum, you'll be happy. Uh, everybody needs a great thermopen. Uh, that's an essential tool. Uh, I would say those are the, my two top purchases. I don't know, Kyle, what's your yeah. thoughts? I, okay, if I was first starting out, I would definitely get a drum. Everybody's using them. It's the easiest thing to do. I'd get the drum. I'd take it home. I'd try to learn. I'd learn. Learn my cooker. you got to learn it. Um, so I'd get that figured out. And then, you know, you obviously got to start practicing and stuff. Um, also like a pellet grill, pellet grill, you can use a pellet grill and we use green mountain grills usually all the, you know, pretty much all the time, uh, along with our drums. Um, but the biggest, the most, more, most important thing for me, I would say is take a class, find yeah. out who has the same grill or the same smoker, the same type of drum, whatever it is that, that you're using, 
make sure you take the class that they're using the same or close to what they're using. It'll save you, it'll save you tons and tons from the learning curve. Like, I mean, you will be smack dab ready to roll after you take a class. So I a hundred percent think Agreed. you need to take a class. And I agree guys, with that. You guys uh, do a class? Yes. On your yes. yes. We have competition classes. We do a lot of classes at uh, butcher shops. So we do like a lot of uh, backyard barbecue classes. Um, we have another class that's coming up. Actually, it's a, it's a SCA and a rib class. So we're doing a steak and we're doing, and Sterling Smith's teaching the uh, world championship uh, ribs. So we do a right. bunch of classes like that. And, you know, a uh, bunch of ancillaries, bunch of sides. And then, you know, obviously the, for backyard guys. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Um, real quick, I just want to I want to just round this out talking meats real quick with you guys. Give me your top tips. You know, the main meats, chicken. Chicken. Less smoke is enough smoke. So you don't need you don't need to add a bunch of wood chunks or logs to your fire as you're cooking chicken. That will darken your skin. That will darken the chicken. The chicken will have a nasty, like almost like a creole, you know, type taste. But um, you don't need a lot of smoke for chicken, um, and less the less rub you put on the chicken, the better. All right, let's go ribs. A lot of people ask me temperature, like what temperature do I need to pull these ribs off the smoker to be able to wrap? Well, I don't go by temperature. I go by color and then feel. So after about an hour and a half to two hours, I will start poking the tapping the top of the ribs and when i'm tapping them and i lift my finger up and if there's rub on there then i let it go another 30 minutes i'll tap the ribs until there's no rub on my finger when nothing comes off that's how i know it's time to wrap so that's you know basically the rubs have set the rubs have set on the ribs that's about as much as the rubs gonna sit no rubs coming off um so then i'll wrap the ribs put it back on the smoker then people tell me, okay, so how do I know when they're done? You guys do the three, two, one method, or I was like, so what we do is once the ribs are wrapped, they're on the grill, I will get a stick of butter and I will take that out of my refrigerator and I will let that sit on my counter um, right when I put the ribs on in the beginning before I'm wrapping. So when I'm getting, when I'm prepping the ribs, I will pull a stick of butter out and I will leave it wrapped sitting on the counter. So I'll let the ribs do its thing. I'll do the tap test. If no rib, if no rub comes off on my finger, I wrap the ribs, put them back on the grill. So after 45 minutes, 30, 45 minutes, I will get my thermopen and I will start poking that butter that's on the counter because it's at room temperature right now. So I will poke it and poke it and poke it. So the wrapper on the butter is acting like the aluminum foil and the butter inside of is you know it's acting like the ribs and so i'll poke it get the feel down then i'll go outside and i'll start tapping the ribs if my ribs do not feel like that butter then i let them go another 20 minutes then i will keep poking the ribs until they feel like that butter when they feel like that butter i pull them off they're done ready to go wow so, that's a, tap that's a test. cool yeah the tap test yeah. Did, Justin, <laughs> did he teach you that tap, tap test? Do you do, he, do the tap test? He, he did teach me the tap test. Uh, <laughs> he absolutely did. Got to get away from relying on temperature. Yeah. It's all about feel. Correct. Yeah, when, when who, care, who cares what the temperature is? Is it is it tough? The brisket could be done. Yeah, the brisket's probably done. It's 178. 
awesome. Is it tough? Yeah, it's tough. Well, let it, you got to let it go. And, you know, same thing with pork and, you know, Justin will go over it, but, you know, you got to have that. It's all about feel. Screw temperature. It's all about feel. It's, it's hard to let it go. I think it's yeah, hard. It is. Well, because you got all these internet guys that are writing all these articles and people are Googling and saying, oh, he said 185, I could pull it out. Okay, well, your ribs still sucked, right? Yeah, they were <laughs> tough. This, you know. All right, pork. We're getting down there. All right. So, pork for me, uh, cook what you need to cook, not any more than you need to cook. So, what I mean by that is I trim these pork butts down. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, you may buy uh, whatever, an eight pound pork butt, but when that thing goes on the smoker, it's probably five and a half, six pounds. Somewhere around that, you're cutting a lot of it's a, there's a lot of waste in barbecue. Again, I, I only want to cook what I need to turn in, I want to maximize my time on the smoker. I don't want to be babysitting it all night. I don't need a 12 hour, you know, you hear about oh, this brisket was cooked for 23 hours. That's great for your backyard, that is not good for competition. So, trim your meats that's my big thing, you know. The money muscle on a pork butt, uh, the money muscle is usually on the opposite end of where the bone is. You want to be able to cut that and trim that out, not completely off, but you want to get a lot of the fat off of it so it takes a lot of smoke. Um, and that's really the piece you want to focus on. The rest of that butt, you can have a little bit of it, but you don't need it all. I mean, that, that would, for pork, that's my main thing. Same with brisket. Uh, now, I know some people cook their briskets whole. I split mine. So when I trim it, I take the point and the flat and I separate them. I trim the point down to just, I don't know, the, the best part of the point. I get rid of all the hard fat. Um, I get rid of all the thin pieces. And then for the flat, I literally, it looks almost like kind of a little wide loaf of bread. Again, I don't cook the entire flat because I'm only trying to get six slices out of that thing. It's really all I'm trying to get. So you don't cook multiples? You don't cook multiples? No. No. I do one brisket. Yep. Yeah, I do one brisket. My feeling is if I can't get it right the first time, it ain't worth it. So I'm not saying that for anybody else. Obviously, do what makes you feel good. But for me, for competitions, I cook four pork butts trimmed way down, and I cook one brisket. And then again, it's all about feel. And what we always tell each other is push it. So you want yeah. to push it to the edge, but you don't want it to go over. Yeah. And that that just takes time. When you feel it, you're like, oh, it's done. It's done. Yeah. yeah. If you if there's any hesitation, you got any hesitation, go. push it. Correct. Uh, real quick on the ancillaries, is there like a favorite ancillary that you guys uh, excel at? Ah, uh, man, or I do would you, say like, not like them at all. Or no, I love them. I love yeah, that. He's the ancillary king. I hate ancillaries. Kyle's all in it. Yeah, yeah, because you know, uh when we started doing the steak cook off association contest, they had steak and then the ancillary would be, you know, wings or it would be a burger or it'd be this. So I started chasing points, getting, you know, multiple, multiple first places in this. And I ended up taking, you know, second place in the world in uh overall in the ancillary division. So I enjoy them, and my dad is like super. I mean, he's big time in this. He loves he loves the ancillaries. Yeah. So you know, for the royal, what we did is we kind of we kind of uh, teamed up. You know, my dad was like, "Well, I want to do turkey and beans." 
And then I took um, I took the dessert. I helped him with the the beans, and uh, we all tag team the sausage. And uh, it was good. It was good. You know, it's just the problem. Well, that's not a problem. I mean, there's five, six hundred people that are doing these ancillaries at uh, the American Royal, and yeah. it's it's all about the day. You got to hit the right table. You got to hit the right judges, and you better make sure your food is like on point. You know. Yeah. And I thought our turkey. I thought our turkey was good, man. Our green. Cause not a lot of people did that. They did. You know, we did the green chili. The turkey green chili chimichangas. It was tasty. It was tasty. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that was that was a little disappointing, but you know, it was the best thing too is you know when when my dad did the the beans that we got the call in. Yes. Um, he, you know, as we box it, it's pretty. We're running to the judges. I come back and he's he's all upset. He's like, man, I forgot to add this. I forgot to add that. It needed more syrup. You know, he's going on this list, and it's all sitting in front. Of him. He forgot. He forgot to add any of that. Oh, and so, man. of course, we're just kind of sitting there, like, okay, whatever. And boom, he gets a call for it. Yeah. I mean, that was that was pretty cool. What are your top two or top three contests that you really like? I mean, you were talking uh, about the one. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll do this first. Number one, American Royal, by far my favorite, absolute, hundred percent favorite card. Number two would be Memphis in May. And then number three would be a contest out here. It's called uh, Boulder City, Nevada. It's right at the dam of uh, uh, what is that? Hoover Dam. Those are my top three favorite contests. Justin, you have a favorite? Uh, American Royal, hands down. I agree with that. Uh, I have never been to Memphis in May, unfortunately. Um, so my second one would be the Jack uh, in Lynchburg, Tennessee. Um, I was lucky and blessed enough to get a first place pork there and a seventh place brisket at the jack so that's obviously going to be one of my favorite comps and then third i i agree with kyle boulder city is just a fantastic competition it's usually it's always over memorial day weekend the weather's always perfect it's a great little town um it's a fun comp you know, finally, what's what? Give me one thing you wish someone had told you before starting out in barbecue competitions. Dude, I don't know, man. Um, I mean, I've I've learned so much stuff. That go ahead, Justin. I got. I wish somebody would have told me that this is going to consume your life. I mean, honestly, it becomes like I, I don't. You know, when you're not competing on a weekend, you're depressed. It really consumes you that much. Well, I think it has to, right? Like, you have to be dedicated like that. Yeah, I agree. And I think I wish somebody would have just given me a heads up because, you know, it's become my life, you know. I have pigs, like, little – everybody, my whole family buys me these damn pigs. I got pigs all over my house. It's all barbecue this. Every time I go to any picnic, everybody's like, how about you tell me how to cook these ribs? It's like you talk about it. You live it. Even at work. When I have like vendors come in that want to sell me shit, they're like, "Hey, we're bringing you barbecue." I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like it just consumes your life. That's true. That's a oh. very true statement. <laughs> I don't know anything to add on that, Kyle. Like anything, <sighs> like if, if you're just starting out in uh, the competition world. Uh, you know, like or, it, it, any advice. Take you know, okay, advice would be take a class. Like I wish people, I wish. There was classes back then. I mean, because a lot of people were quiet. They ain't gonna talk to you. They ain't gonna say nothing. Um, but I would, you know, I, would, I guess I would say a class. But I have to agree with Justin. Like this, and you know, the other cool thing too is I think is like, 
you know, these, these guys that you see pretty much every weekend or every other weekend, they're family. Like they are now family. It's, you know, you're going to create a bond with people out there and you're going to be, it's, it's going to, it's going to consume your life. I mean, this is, I eat, breathe and sleep barbecue now. Like it is completely, I had no clue I would ever get into something like this. And now it, it is my entire life now. Thank you guys. This has been huge. Um, any last things to go on as far as uh, where pe- I should send people YSB? Yes. Send send everybody your behind barbecue. Your Green behind chili barbecue. bacon rub. Uh, Arizona cage rub. Chipotle mango rub. Uh, we got <laughs> classes. Um, yeah, we're out there, man. Come out. Come see us. And then they'll be on uh, Food Network and Max starting uh, July 10th. Yes, let's awesome. go. Opening weekend, awesome. baby. Let's Open go. Opening weekend. All right, yes. we'll kick it off. Thank you guys so much. Uh, and yeah, hope to see you guys out there. Barbecue. Three, two, one. Barbecue. Three, two, one.